Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, uh, the clop is back. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back uh, from Indiana, and uh, I'm thankful for all your prayers, your uh, encouragement uh, for us coming back. I am the Lutheran chaplain at Lutheran Home here in Arlington Heights. And, and my wife is also uh, working for an organization called LEA, which stands for Lutheran Education Association. She's going to be their membership director. So we're happy to be back. Um, so uh, my message for today is called Walking Amongst the Antichrist. And I am preaching from 1 John chapter 2. And I'm going to... Uh, just point to this, um, these passages here of, that speak about the Antichrist. Um, Dear children, this is the hour, as you've heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist denying the Father and the Son. Now, who are or who is the Antichrist? It's both singular and plural. It can be a person. It could be a movement. It could be a system that opposes Christ. In the Lutheran Encyclopedia, it states that the Antichrist uh, are all those people that denied Jesus to be the Messiah, the Son of God, denying not only his message and teachings, but his redemption work on the cross. Now, in the early church, it was thought to be Emperor Nero uh, of the Ro Holy Roman Empire to be that Antichrist. And, or he might come back reincarnated uh, again to oppose uh, Christianity. Um, later, there was a sect in the early Christian church that was called Gnosticism. And Gnosticism was just simply false teachers who believed that Jesus was some sort of a spirit and he did not bodily die on the cross. And then this all evolved not just into government systems, political systems, or even um, religious churches that would oppose Christ. There, um, for instance, the Islam religion uh, viewed as the Antichrist. Muhammad was a false teacher and believed that Jesus uh, was just simply a great prophet, but not the Son of God. In the 1500s, Martin Luther, our very old Martin Luther, thought that the Pope was the Antichrist. And conversely, the Roman Catholic Church viewed Martin Luther as an, a false teacher, a heretic. Later on in centuries, uh, we have uh, Nazism, communism, all as anti-Christian movements. How about today? How about today in our culture and society? Who would you say the Antichrists are? 
Now, this is where it gets really tense. Um, and I struggle with this, like all of you do, with political parties, right? Red, blue, Democrat, Republican, left, right. We all have our opinions, and we demonize those opinions on whether or not that is of God or not. We're thought, those conservatives, those conservatives are so intolerant, so uninclusive, no regard for minorities or the LGBTQ community or the black communities. And then you have on the other side, those liberals, those who have no boundaries um, and have you know, free choice, even if that means it's out uh, for individual freedoms, even if it's outside of social boundaries in law and the Constitution. I like what Tim Keller, a Presbyterian minister, says. Um, he just recently passed away. And he says this. He says, you can identify a liberal and a conservative. And how you do that is you identify them as what they consider to be a bigger sin and a lesser sin. What's the bigger sin? Pro-choice, pro-life, social justice, uh, boundary justice, protection for our communities, open borders, closed borders. What's the bigger sin? And the truth of the matter is, says Keller, a sin is a sin. And the Bible says that too, right? All is sin. There's no bigger sins or lesser sins. All sin, all fall short of the glory of God. Take, for instance, Joe McCarthy. Did you ever, did you ever hear of this guy? He, back in the 1950s, all right, he, I see one hand back there. Uh, he was this politician, I guess he was a senator, and he would point fingers at what, who, who he believed were communists. And he is ripping apart everyone and every group he possibly can. And uh, the press got a hold of this and tried to get him, right? But they couldn't. He was faithful to his wife. He, he, you know, he was a, a perfect father kind of image. However, there were many who knew that he was a womanizer in the office. He, um, you know, sort of sexual harassment was going on. Uh, pinching women in inappropriate places. But the press never reported that. Why? Because that was a lesser sin. And now, what has happened? It's kind of flip-flop, hasn't it? We wrestle. What is the bigger sin or lesser sin? All is sin. All fall short of the glory of God. And that's why we look to Jesus and the cross and want to know him, the way, the truth, and the life.
Who are the Antichrists today? Uh, in other words, who are the church's enemies? Uh, uh, Dr. Carl Payne, uh, the author of a book called Spiritual Welfare, Warfare, Christians, Demonization, and Deliverance, says spiritual warfare is not just demonic warfare, but it's spiritual warfare. And there are three enemies. Well, actually, there are four. Because I, I, I was listening to Sarah pray, and she talked about sin, death, and the devil. But there's one more. There's the world. And so, um, Jason, if you could put that up there. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Now, uh, Martin Luther would say that this is the unholy trinity. This is where we receive pushback. And here, the false accusations, the lies, the shame. The world. Now, what I'm talking about when I talk about the world, it's not the created world. It's not the world that the people in God's world that he loves. God so loved the world. But what I'm talking about is the fallen world, the broken world, the, the world who is ruled by the prince of the air, the devil. Oh, notice that this is a circle, and it's cut in three pieces, one-third, one-third, one-third. And when, when you do that, and you look at it this way, and this is according to Dr. Carl that I, I took this out of, um, it, it, you're not just blaming. Uh, it's all the devil's fault, or it's all the Democrats' fault, or all the Republicans' fault, the world. Uh, it's all the devil's fault. You know, we, we're really good at that, but they all kind of work in concert together. You can kind of see that going around like that. Well, you know, some preachers like just to preach about the demo, devil, and we got to cast off all the demons, and like, oh, so, and then you know, then there's others that just we're just all poor, miserable sinners, and we need God's grace. But it's it's all these things are our enemies. I I don't believe we know who our enemies are sometimes as we encounter attacks and opposition to what we believe as Christians. Um, let's talk about the flesh. The Apostle Paul says we're in battle with that flesh every single day, mind, body, and soul. Um, you know, thought life, fantasy life, right? You, you know what those attacks are and then what we're bombarded with our flesh is bombarded with from media and, and television. Oh. Paul says, there's nothing good in me that is in my flesh. I desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. These are the three enemies, and the fourth enemy is death, right? That, uh, all these things press at us, and the ultimate thing is death that we experience. So, got to include the world. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, let 
My friends, when we, it comes to pushback in our lives the, and what we believe, we need not apologize for the cross, the empty tomb. Because, you know, if, if there wasn't the cross and the empty tomb and if Jesus is not who he says he is, then this is all some sort of fairy tale, then we might as well just take a walk. But we're not taking a walk. We're here. We need each other. We need encouragement. We need God's word. We need to know how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that there's salvation. Right. There's salvation in no one else, no other name under heaven by which man is saved. That's Acts 4.12. Not apologize for that. Pastor Randy is going to have a Bible study on the six chief parts of the catechism. Do you have a catechism? Do you have a catechism? Any of you? Well, six chief parts of the core beliefs of what Lutheran Christians believe. Uh, the first chief part is the commandments, and then you have the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, baptism, uh, Holy Communion, and confession and absolution. Come to that. I don't know if you're wrestling with this in your heads. I am. This is the world that we live in. The Bible says we're in the world, but not of the world. We need to take the next step and learn how to ask really good questions. Um, engage our people at our workplace and our families and ask really good questions. I, I'm asking really good questions at the Lutheran home. Now at, um, with this uh, child, uh, shepherd's flock, it's uh, a preschool over at the Lutheran home. And uh, three questions I ask the children. Who created you? God. And what else did God create? The world, right? And why did God create you and the world? Because he loves us. And that's exactly it. And, you know, I, I asked some, some of my family members that. where They're just kind of like on the edge. You know, really? God? Yeah. Didn't we evolve? Yeah, really. But it was, it was good. It was good just to have that dialogue, of, have them wrestle with. They have put a stone in their shoe. Why did God create you and everything else? Right? So that, this is what I want you to discuss amongst yourselves. Now, uh, Andy here uh, gave me this um, a little Bible story, right? It's about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And I said, I'm going to work this in. So this is how I've worked it in, Andy. Um, Jesus had a problem. He has to feed 5,000 people, right? Uh, and so, he, you know what? He goes to his disciples. He says, you get them something to eat. Right. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, that was the disciples' response. Right. I, I, we only have five loaves of fish and I mean, five loaves of bread and two fish. Um, but what Jesus was doing is join me in the dilemma, in the problem, 
in the hurt, in the pain, in the tension that you're living in right now in the world. Join me and I'll see you through. So my question to you is this. How can you join your friends, your family members, and engaging questions? What are your strategies for talking about Jesus? The, uh, there's a scripture uh, passage that says this. Be prepared to give an answer for the faith that is in you. What are your strategies? How can you prepare to give an answer to the faith that you have in Jesus? Amen.